Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bob Stauffer joining you at Rogers Place. Chris Knobloch is the new head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open 4 o'clock on Oilers game days, 5 until close Tuesday through Sunday. As we head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline to Parts Unknown, we welcome back to the show the former general manager, head coach, uh, a three-time Stanley Cup champion with the Edmonton Oilers. It is Mac T on Mondays with Craig McTavish for Contract Equipment, Canada's premium equipment dealer with rental and sales. Hello, Mac T. How are you doing? A little uh, blue from the news, uh, as you might imagine, but Yeah. Uh, well, let's start there. Uh, your thoughts on uh, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson being relieved of their duties? Well, I mean, I, I never like to see coaches lose their job. I have such uh, respect for how difficult that job is and uh, how good these people are and how passionate they are about the work that they do. Um, coaching, as you and I have talked about many times on this show, is such a, a, an incredibly difficult job. And uh, I just... I, I feel for these guys. There are a lot of instances where there are coaching changes that the coaches embrace. I mean, they're so burned out from trying to fix uh, the product on the ice that they at times uh, are so frustrated and burned out that they welcome the coaching change, but certainly didn't get that sense from uh, Dave Manson, who was a teammate of mine and as good a person as you're ever going to meet in this game and uh, Jay Woodcroft, who I've worked with for many years and uh, been friends with, too, for uh, the years that he's been here and had great respect and regard for uh, what he did as a coach. 6.43 winning percentage. It's up there, Mac T, uh, for the Oilers. Uh, five playoff series the last two years, 50 wins. Uh, 13 game, short shelf life, great expectations, results-driven business. Um. I, I will tell you, I'm. I was a little surprised on Sunday morning. I'm. I'm the first to admit to it, uh, and I have empathy for the position that the. You know, I got to tell you, Matt. I, I don't think I. And people say, "Oh, Stafford, that's because you're a wuss and you work for the team." And I do work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. But even before I worked for the Oilers Entertainment Group, I wasn't calling for coaches to be fired. You were here for eight years, and you and me had. Yeah. 
I I had lots yeah, of it. We had we had our elements and our our, our moments, and uh, you know you were critical of me at times, but it never was in my mind malicious, and you were never after my job. And I think uh, there's there's a way to criticize people, and uh, everybody knows that the media has every right to criticize athletes and coaches when you decide to get into this business that as part of the package yeah uh but the things that bother me about uh some of the criticism about uh coaches and i'll speak to mark Spector's uh article before uh jay was fired a couple days i mean mark's a bright guy he's he's a talented writer we all know that but he's always the guy that uh, is going to recommend, as he did uh, for me a few times, too, as well. He's always going to be the first guy to say the coach has to go. And, uh, you know, I, I, I question his motivation for that. And uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's fine that he has that opinion, but I think at times with, it, he, he goes overboard. And when you when you say that if he's not fired tomorrow, the owner is absolutely quit on the season. To me, that's a ludicrous statement, and uh, and uh, it goes over over uh, the boundaries of of what's respectful for people and even humanity. It's just these guys stand up there. They answer. Jay would answer all Mark's questions, all the media's questions. And for that, I think you should, the coach should be afforded a certain amount of dignity. And, uh, I mean, it's a much different media world now than it was back when Glenn Sather was running the Oilers and he had uh, run-ins with Terry Jones. You don't see that much anymore. But uh, at the same time, I think there's a, a line and a boundary and a respect that the players have to have for the media the players have to have for the coaches and the media have to reciprocate that level of respect. And uh, that's not always the case. I did get a tweet from David Staples. He heard uh, the segment last week and he said, Mac T's right. I am a nerd. <laughs> so uh, kudos, yeah. kudos. To well, David. I might not necessarily been talking about him, but uh uh, I'll, I'll uh, defer to his opinion about that. <laughs> well, I got we all got a little bit of nerd in us. Yeah, uh, but that's that, that. I mean, that's that shows me a sense of humor. Yeah, and uh, a sense of humanity. And I mean, it's just. I'm, I mean, sports is is fantastic, but you have to remember that uh, you know these these guys are people too. I'm not saying. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying I disagree with the move or agree with the move. Um, Kenny Holland, uh, Jeff Jackson, Paul Coffey, those guys are on the inside. They have much more information and uh, perspective on where the coach-player relationship was. And, uh, you know, I'll defer to their expertise on this. When Dave Tippett got fired, I said, you know, I couldn't really see uh, a, 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 a big benefit from that, and, and there was. Jay came in; he did a fantastic job. Yeah. But there's just—it seems to me uh, as kind of a soft, 
gray graying uh, gentlemen that uh, there's there's not the level of loyalty in the game that, uh, that that there was in the past and I mean that's largely because of the expectations and the scrutiny I would imagine yeah you know I, I'll be frank with you when you were the GM of the team uh, and you fired Dallas Aikens I felt the, the team needed to fire Dallas at that time and I and, and I, I think Dallas was you talked about relief. I think that he, he probably, and may, I think you've hinted to this when you've done the show, in the, you know, in the past, we've talked about this. He was pretty comfortable with the decision, wasn't he? When, when you like, well, he knew he had no chance. He was, and I knew it too. I mean, I knew he wasn't going to survive the year. Uh, I knew because of the, the quality of our personnel that we just weren't good enough. I saw it firsthand. Uh, night after night, yeah. they're, they're, I mean, you could have Scotty Bowman in his prime, and that team wasn't going to get in the playoffs. We just we just weren't at the level necessary to have the success, and uh, you know, and it's, it's, I certainly wasn't blaming Dallas Aikens for where we were, but we just yeah. we weren't good enough, and I saw how hard it was on. I mean, it was incredibly difficult, and he's he's a friend of mine, and I would go to war with that guy any day. Um, I mean, we went through tough times. We've talked about that before, yep. and uh, never a crack. And to me, that's character, and that's uh, that's that's really important. Well, the the general consensus is, I think, one of surprise that this has occurred this early in the season, uh, and you know, I I, I think that that now. It's as you know. I have personal history with Chris Knobloch. I've known him. I mean, I did his games at the U of A. I was very dismayed with Kootenay uh, because of why they uh, removed him as their head coach for basically interviewing for another job, which I I, I got to tell you, I think is that's the, and it should have never leaked out, and it did leak out, especially since it was a U of A position, and those are supposed to be uh, in camera. Nobody's supposed to let anything get out of there. And then he resuscitated his career. A bit like Mike Babcock after getting let go in Moose Jaw resuscitated his career at the University of Lethbridge. Chris resuscitated his career uh, in Erie and is the only major junior coach ever, Mac T, with four fifty plus win seasons. So on that note, what do you think of uh, the opportunity that's ahead of Chris Knobloch? And maybe a little bit of thought on Paul Coffey coaching defense as well. Well, I, I, I know Chris a little bit. I had some dealings with him when... Uh, when uh, we drafted Connor, and uh, to me, he's a guy loaded with integrity. And uh, I mean, I think his his coaching record is uh, decent. Uh, the personality I can speak to more than the coaching, the tactics, and his relationship with players, and his ability to motivate people. Uh, but I, I know his character is super strong. That's my impression in limited dealings with him. Jeff Jackson has great uh, familiarity with him. And when you come in in the position that Jeff's in, I mean, change is inevitable. And I'm sure Jeff didn't envision changing a coach out this early, but uh, change is uh, inevitable. And he'll, he'll start and to put his mark on the hockey team as he's done already. And, uh, you know, cha- change is inevitable. Paul Coffey, I think uh, I coached with Paul Coffey in, uh, at the Spengler Cup a, uh, a few years ago. And, 
as I told the players, as we 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 won the tournament and uh, we were having our wrap up uh, party, and I told the players, I learned a lot from Paul Coffey in his uh, in his two weeks with us because. He, he reminded me a lot of the way I felt about John Cooper when I interviewed John Cooper uh, before we hired uh, uh, Ralph Kruger. Uh, he, he, he interacts with the players. He's not a guy. He, he spends a lot of time in the dressing room, or he did at that tournament, and uh, had great interaction with the players. He's not a coach that's going to be lost in his computer he's got he's got a great ability to communicate and i think he's going to inspire uh these these players i really do i i, I saw it before and i know people are talking about his lack of experience but maybe the the tact and uh, the angle that he's going to take is going to resonate with these players because it certainly did in uh, switzerland with us, he did a fantastic job for us there. Uh, Craig McTavish, Mac T on Mondays, courtesy of Contract Equipment Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. It's the others in the New York Islanders are going through the pre-roll here in the building as we speak. Uh, that's one of the processes that's changed here with orders now going from noon to two to five to seven. Uh, you were, uh, Mac T, you were still with the Edmonton Oilers. I'm just trying to think. During the 18-19 season, you were still with the Oilers that year when Todd McClellan was fired, right? Yes, yes. So Pete yes. was the Pete was the GM, and you know at the start of the year, the three right wings were Yamamoto and uh, uh, Yamamoto, along with Ty Ratty and Yesapoliarvi. Uh, it was not a str- the strongest roster. Okay, not the strongest roster. I think we can agree on that. I wasn't a big fan of that firing, and you know that. Um, yeah. Now, one of the things that's occurred here, and you had more time for advanced analytics than maybe you let on, I think, at times, Craig. I mean, you hired Tyler Dello. Um, but if you take it, can you read, like, the Oilers have amongst the best five on, the Oilers have a 58% expected goal share, Craig, when McDavid is not on the ice five on five. Like, that is skyrocketing above what it's been before. Like, frankly, they've been a little bit unlucky out of the gate here as well. And let me well, ask. Been, yeah, the, the puck luck has been non-existent, and uh, you know the, the, this is a smart league, and teams are devising ways to try and limit the damage that Connor and Leon do. And what I see when I watch the games now is teams will not let Connor or Leon get behind them, and the minute they get the puck, they all race to the. To their end zone, they stay above the puck and they crowd the area in front of the net. So it's hard for them to penetrate. And I think that's that's been pretty successful against the Oilers so far. Even on the power play, they're not getting the the seams and the gaps and the spreads that they had before because teams are smart and they're devising systems to try and prevent the damage that Connor and Leon do. So they clog the front of the net. I mean, against San Jose, we had 92 shot opportunities. And when when they clog the front of the net and block shots, you're, you're really left with punching the puck out, uh, back to the point, taking shots, and uh, 
ultimately, uh, through a battle of attrition, you hope that the puck's going to bounce and you can you can score some goals. But you know they they haven't been that lucky. And uh, in Seattle, they did get some breaks in front of the net in the first period when uh, when Zach, who I love as a player, uh, scored 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 three for us, and uh, Holloway got one. But the the team has been. Really, uh, in in my mind, uh, unlucky to be at the level that they're at, and they're certainly capable. When you look at the the teams above the Oilers right now, I can't I can't see one team um, in above the wild card that to the wild card that uh, the Oilers can't catch and catch in a yeah, pretty it, significant it, hurry. It's, it needs to be stated, Todd. It's going to be tough for Edmonton to reel in Vegas or Los Angeles. Like, L.A.'s gotten off yeah. a great start. Todd's Todd's yeah. done a good job there. Like, they've kind of reloaded. They haven't rebuilt. Uh, Vegas is a well-run organization with Kelly McCrimmon. Uh, Vancouver, Rick Tockett, you know, they've missed the playoffs seven of the last eight years. They are the team that's shooting the lights out. They're like at a 16% shooting percentage, and Demko's at 940, and Casey DeSmith's had a good start too. Like, and that's yeah. where I want to I want to end this, Craig, if possible. Goaltending. Pat Burns, and I met him at the 91 Canada Cup, uh, and he did not hold back with his thoughts on things. He was, uh, But he had a saying, goaltending, God rest his soul, goaltending 70% of hockey unless you don't have it, and then it's 100% of hockey. And, you know, the Oilers head into tonight's game with the lowest save percentage in the NHL. And we've seen. Wow, yeah. And it's that, not all on the goalies. It's They've given up way too many odd man breaks through the neutral zone. They've given up, you know, uh, too high of a percentage of looks uh, in the D zone. But at the end of the day, you could use a save, can't you? Well, I mean, I... I, I, I and even uh, when Stewart uh, plays well, for some reason the the goalie in the other end ha- has a career night, and I feel bad for Stu because a lot of nights he's been okay, and uh, there's so much pressure on him. It's just incredible. Um, you know, it, it's people you don't understand. A lot of people wouldn't understand the level of pressure on some of these guys and, and how how it can negatively af- affect your performance. And, uh, I mean, it's a big boy league. I get it. Uh, but, you know, we, we uh, I think uh, Stewart's got a bright future in front of him. And I'm, I'm sure uh, everybody, the coaches, are telling him to relax as much as he can and, uh, and, and do the job. But, I mean... As I said before, goaltending is like putting in golf. If you if you don't have it or you can't put it in the hole, you can do a lot of things right, and you're not going to get a great result. There you go, Craig. Uh, you know, I, I, Epstein's mother's text the show. I haven't heard from Epstein's mother for a while. Mac T bringing empathy on today's show for the position that uh, Jay and other coaches are in. And I, I got to tell you, yesterday yesterday was a hard day. It was. Like, you know, when I think... Yeah. When I think well, what, you had a relationship with Jay from for the last four years. I mean, these are these are tough, tough moves. Yeah. And I think Jeff Jackson said it uh, really well yesterday about when he was queried about 
whether he had uh, consulted the players uh, about the move. And, uh, I mean, he's a sharp guy, and that that, that uh, said a lot to me that, uh, you know, that he said players don't want to be involved in this. They don't want blood on the knife. They're hockey players. They have no interest in being involved in these decisions. And he's right. Uh, you know, thinking back to our days as players, there's no way we'd want to have anything to do with this. And uh, I think all that, any of the dialogue out there that uh, Connor's got anything to do with this is completely false. Craig, great stuff. Uh, look forward to seeing you in person in the next couple of weeks. Thanks for joining us in Oilers now. Sounds good. Thanks, Stoff. You bet. Good luck tonight. All right, Matt T on Mondays for contract equipment. Ryan Rashog tweeted out earlier today, spoke to Jeff Jackson, clarified he and Holland's comments about players being consulted on Woodcroft firing. Jackson says there were normal discussions. This is Ryan Rashog tweeting this. Normal discussions between Holland and some of the veterans about how things were going during tough times, but players were not specifically consulted on the coaching change. He also clarified that McDavid is not consulted nor put in a position to weigh in on organizational decisions like yesterday's and other hirings. All right. Uh, so there you have it. That's uh, from uh, Ryan Rashog's Twitter from earlier today. Uh, Nicole Heatley, uh, Healy, Nicole Healy, not Nicole Heatley. Nicole Healy is up next with a global news weather traffic update. And uh, when we come back, uh, we'll hear from Connor Mc- Brown and Warren Fogel, who previously played for Chris Knobloch. Uh, we'll get to a bunch of your texts as well. We're going to do Pro-Am Sports game day trivia. Bob Stauffer at Rogers Place. It's 427 in Edmonton.